0: So this is, of course, is not today's message, but I felt prompted to share these things from scripture. There are two times in scripture where the enemy, what we see, the enemy was after the children. The first time we see is when Jesus was on the, is is on his way in the earth. And you see Herod searching for Jesus Mm -hmm. and he's killing children because he's trying to get rid of this one child. So you see where he's, put out this mandate, and he's searching, 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 searching. Then you see when Moses is on his way, Moses is then born, and all these babies are snuffed out, they're killed in search of the one, trying to get rid of these children. And so in our day and age, we have abortion. But then we also have parents who may be neglectful. So I want to just give a word to the new parents, as well as the existing parents of children, not to be neglectful, not to allow your child's life to be snuffed out or aborted or derailed. It's so important to be sensitive to the spirit of God. While he was ministering to the families, I was prompted, I remembered an incident. I was big and pregnant, and we had taken our children to a play place for them to play for one of the kids' birthdays. I'm big and pregnant, I'm not moving. I'm gonna sit at this table with my food and my snacks, and everybody else can watch out for the kids. And that's where I parked myself, where they were on this jungle gym and doing all their things. And but while I was sitting there, I told my sister-in-law, I said, Kim, whatever you do, do not let Otha go in the bathroom with those boys. Don't let him go away by himself with those boys. We're in a big public place. But I sensed the spirit of God just nudging me ever so gently. You have to be so sensitive because sometimes it's not as loud as I'm speaking now. It's so gentle and so soft, enough to get your attention, but soft enough for you to miss if you are not sensitive. And so I told Kim, I said, do not let Otha go away. And he was six years old at the time. Don't let him go away with those boys. And so my husband immediately went into action, and he went to search this, this play place to find Otha. And the boys were trying to pull Otha into the bathroom to kiss him. And so... The enemy is out there searching for your children in the schools, in people's homes. If you don't have peace about a friend, a cousin, I mean, it doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter how upset anybody will be. I'm sorry. Johnny can't come over and spend the night. I'm sorry. And so I just felt really prompted because in Scripture, you see the enemy searching and hunting for those children, even then eliminating those children. And the enemy is the same, just like Jesus, same yesterday, today, and forever, so is the enemy. There are no new tricks under the sun, no new devices, the same old thing. So wherever they are, make sure your children are in a good environment. Make sure you are sensitive. And we get busy. Our minds get cluttered with responsibilities. We are working. We're stressing because of bills or whatever many things that will come into our lives. But be sensitive to where your children are supposed to be and who they're supposed to be with. And if perchance you have missed it as a parent, be on it and be vigilant as a grandparent, as an aunt, as an uncle, as a great grandparent. Make sure you are praying for these children, those who are here and those who are to come. And if you have none of your own, pray for others. Pray for others. Amen.
1: Amen. That's a very powerful word that she shared. When you go back and study that, it said that King Herod sent out the decree, and he said kill every single child that exists two years and under to get, because they didn't know who the, that one child was, and he didn't know it was Jesus. He just knew that they were saying about this child he's supposed to be a king. He, in order to protect his position, do you realize how insane that is that Satan is willing to kill every child to get after one?
0: who is your child called to be what is your child called to be stand on your post be vigilant be prayerful be powerful do not let the devil have your two month old You're one-year-old, you're 10-year-old, you're 19-year-old, you're 55-year-old. No matter how old you are, you can pray for your children because your child is called to be somebody. God said, I knew him before I put him in the womb. I knew him. I had a plan and a purpose for his life. And you might not know what that plan or purpose is, but he said, raise that child in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Why? So that the child will hear God, the child will see God, the child will know God, so you can see what God is doing in that child's life. And you might not see it, you might not hear it, you might not discern it, but if you are sensitive, if you pray, if you obey God, to, and you may not have a clue as to how to do it, but there are people here to help you. The Word of God is an instruction book. When I had Mariah, I was clueless. I am crying. And my husband said, what is going on? She's like two or three months old. Maybe she's a month old. And my mother had just passed away. So I thought the only God that I have has left me. What do I do? And he told me, get in there and get on your face before the Lord and ask him to teach you how to be a mother. (laughs) Ask the Holy Spirit. We have had six children who all serve God. It was not by mistake. It was on purpose. Be intentional about your parenthood, about your motherhood and your father. Be intentional. Pray. Do not despise what God has given you. This child is not an inconvenience. The Lord said the child is a gift. The child is a reward. But your perspective can be off and you not receive the gift that God has given you. You don't see him or her for who he truly is because God has not revealed the fullness of who that child has been called to be. So whether he's a janitor or the president, he's special. That child could be the greatest intercessor born in this earth. He may not ever have his name great in bright lights or, or, or superstardom, but he may be an intercessor, a prophet called to speak forth the mouth of God in the earth. And the enemy is after each and every one to, to thwart that. I mean, if you look back on your own life, the many times you should have been dead, the many times God protected you that you should have died because of decisions you made or your parents made. Or someone else made. He's the same enemy. His job is to kill, steal, and destroy. He is always on his job. Always. He is always on his job. And it does not matter how that child came into the earth. So get over being ashamed and embarrassed. Forget that. All sin is under the blood when you have repented. The child was destined to be here. And maybe you didn't plan for that child to be here, but he's here now. She's here now. So, what do I do to make a difference in this child's life so she can become the woman of God that God has called her to be? What can I do for my son so he can be the man of God that he was called to be? Even if his daddy is not in his life, the Lord can equip you with wisdom to raise that child. So, stop the excuses. Stop the tears. And like my husband told me, get on your face before God and cry out to God with your whole heart and ask him to teach you. Give you wisdom. Give you grace to develop that child and to do your part in that child's life. And then give you sensitivity and wisdom for who else is supposed to be a part of that child's life because you don't have it all. As the mama, you can do all that you do, but you don't have it all. As the daddy, you don't have it all. There'll be aunties and uncles and teachers and others. I mean, certain people from church who will pour into your children that will help get them to their destiny. So be sensitive, be open. Don't you choose you as God who are the chosen people in my child's life? Amen.
1: The greatest price you can pay is not for a business, it's for a child. I just was reading a book called 13 Testimonies from Hell 13 People Who Were Taken to Hell. And as and she was talking, I remember what one guy said, He said he got down there and he said a force pulled him back up. He asked Jesus, Why'd you pull me back up? He said, It was your praying grandmama. He said, You'd still be down there if her account wasn't so full of prayers up here. I don't want to be the one pulled back up. I want to be the one praying. You know what I'm saying? Like she said, it don't matter if they're 50. It's still your child. The child is still connected to you. And you Quit worrying about how many mistakes. Everybody make mistakes. Shoot, I babysitted a child one time and the baby was in the carrier and I shouldn't be telling you this. It was somebody else's baby. And the baby was in the carrier and I made the mistake and hit the carrier and the whole carrier fell face down and child was laughing. I was almost, I was terrified. I learned, like, Jesus, please. I'm about to find them out if my healing power says if this child died, I'm about to raise this child from i not dead. <laughs> you got to be sensitive. Some she said, Jesus is the same yesterday, today forever, so is Satan. Yes, that's right. And that's the relentless way in he will operate. Yes. You don't know what's on your child's life. And remember this, all children, whether they got a special calling or not, Every child that is born down here is a king in training for eternity. And if you don't raise that child as an eternal king, not a timely success, God is raising up kings for eternity so that this story could continue after this mess is over with. But you better take heed to that. The most valuable thing you can do as a child. yeah. And let me tell you something. When you have child, that's a time of sacrifice. It's a time of sacrifice. So many women, we have counseled, oh, and uh, no, you just don't want to sacrifice because you don't value the child. You, you know, I understand that the child took away your cool points and, and all of that type of stuff, and there was a season, my, wa- my wife didn't even go to the mall for two years. She didn't even get her hair down for two years. No, she said, she, she remembered that number. She said five years. You know, and I'm sure that there were women that kept silent and felt sorry for her and, and all that. I had a man tell me one time, man, well, I felt sorry for your wife, and he ain't feeling sorry now. To sacrifice. Peter Daniels, the richest man in Australia, he got saved at the Billy Graham Crusade. He was a brooklayer, brooklayer, became a Christian, and the Lord made him a multi-billionaire. And he talked about how he, you know, his wife had to sacrifice because of the decisions that he was making with the children, and how there were times when they hardly had any milk, they didn't have a pair of shoes. He said, now he said the diamonds are so heavy, she's walking around like she got a back problem. <laughs> I'm sorry, I started laughing when she told the story because the other side of that story is when I went and got the boy, my son walked up with the three boys and he said, Daddy, you know, these boys trying to pull me in the bathroom and this one is trying to kiss me. And right, the three boys just standing there. So right in front of the three boys, I said, these three boys, yes. I said, well, I said, well, don't go in the bathroom. And I said, if, um, if one of them try to do that again, what I, I said right in front of the boys, what I want you to do is I want you to ball your fist up as hard as you can. <laughs> and knock him out. <laughs> it was so funny because his daddy is not violent like that. He was just staring at me. All four boys were just staring at me. He told his sitters, he went back and told his sisters. daddy said I could, uh, I could hit these boys in the mouth. That's not what I said. <laughs> I said if he tries to kiss you, you can hit him in the mouth. Now my wife didn't appreciate that, but you don't see my son wearing no pink dresses, do you? sometimes it's time for scripture and sometimes it's time to give them a common sense equation (laughs) I told you about the girl that asked me she had the barbershop and guys trying to get her to go to the strip club you know and I'm gonna say it again she had the nerve to call me. You already know the answer. Why are you calling me? Is it okay if you go to the strip club? Go The guys want to know, you don't go. she got me on speakerphone. And so, uh, you would be sitting on the yellow table, Shonda all these scriptures, not me. I said, uh, uh, ask them uh, if, if will, will they go and make it rain if their mama is the one that's dancing? <laughs> <laughs> now, if they okay, when they go on the strip, and they go in the strip club, and the three ladies on stage are his daughter his sister, and his mama. And they're going down the pole all upside down, and, and, and you're going up there and put a dollar in your mama's behind and see, and see, and y'all think, that's oh, that's so squeamish, mm-hmm, but I bet you, you won't ask me that question again. So it's okay for you to do that for somebody else's mama, somebody else's daughter, but not yours. It shows you the stupidity of it. you know. But again, if you think, again, God got queens and kings in training, but you think it's just something that shake around on the stage, you know, and spend your money on that, okay? And then they make music, and everybody popping bottles to it. Y'all go ahead with that. You ain't heard real music. You hear one sound from heaven, you'll you'll no longer listen to any world of music. I've heard sounds from heaven, trust me. That's why I don't listen to sinners' music, and I don't listen to most gospel music. (laughs) Somebody asked me Sunday, what do you listen to? It's very selective. That was powerful. (laughs) What is going on?
2: Mama, mama, all the way. Thank you, Jesus, for that passionate word. I tell you what. I, I'm, I'm I'm right behind you with that passion and I'm glad you did it because sometimes we deliver the scriptures all gentle and patient and kind and all of that good stuff, the fruit of the spirit, but sometimes we need to get beat on our head so we understand for real that this thing is for real and this is for real. So I really appreciate your passion this morning. Thank you. And the reason I'm up here is because just recently, uh, my little five, my, my, my grandbaby, I love those babies, okay? Clover five. I love those babies. Five loves to come and crawl in my bed. And when he does, in the middle of the night, he will wake up and he he would just start crying. And I'm like, why are you crying, baby? Okay, be quiet. I do all this, I'm passion- quietly doing it. And one evening, it got so bad, he just cried and cried. And I was like, I've done everything. We're doing everything. And he still would not be quiet. So I kind of got agitated. At him. I was like, stop, five. Just stop crying, okay? It's okay. It's going to be good. And the, I heard the Lord's voice say, angry at the wrong person.
0: Mm.
2: I was like, wait a minute. That's not me. And I knew that was not the devil. He said, angry at the wrong person. You need to be mad at the enemy standing right next to you, and you can't tell. You're blind right now, but there's something going on in the spirit, and you need to passionately pray the enemy out. And I started praying. I turned around. I turned away from him. I gave him my bag. And I went into the spirit passionately. When I say I was yelling at the enemy, he couldn't hear me yelling. I was yelling under my voice. But I was going in on the devil. And I screamed at him. I told him, get out of my house. I'm telling you, I didn't pray for a minute. Quiet. Fallen asleep, gone to sleep till the next morning. The Lord turned to me and said, you all are too too passive. That's the word he used. He said, you all are too passive with the enemy. It is time to rise up against the enemy. When you see something that does not look normal, it is the enemy. Rise up. You are too passive. And I tell you, since that day when my baby starts screaming or doing crazy stuff or looking at me oddly, oh, I go into the spirit and I pray. And I'm encouraging you all, it doesn't matter what it is, get passionate. Get passionate. We're too passive with the enemy. We got to kick him in the head. We got to kick him in the teeth. We got to rise up against this guy because he's trying to take us all down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen.
1: Hey, if if you're not sensitive to it when he's two, You'll be ignorant of it when he's 12 and be totally gone when he's 22. These things, it's, it's the biggest trick that the devil, you know, it was, I don't know what movie it was but it says the biggest trick the devil ever played on mankind is to convince them that he doesn't exist. And if you knew the reality of what's in your home and what's following you every single day and the thoughts that are in your head that make you do certain things, it would literally, it would literally scare you to death. So, but keep those things in mind, That's very, very powerful, and, you know, you, some of you, the the people that came and had the children dedicated, you know, we can send you those things that were shared, because sometimes you need to shake yourself, because, and you know, and how many know, and see, the thing is, kids get on your nerve, so it's very easy, go to your bed, you know, video games, came out. play the video game. you know, it's, you know, some of us came from grandma's, you went to bed, 20 o'clock, I just got out of bed, go back to bed again, it's just. You know, go to bed. You know, go watch TV. Go outside and I, go outside and play. Go outside and play. But well, we went out there for ten hours. Go outside again. It's not dark yet. You know, and kids can press you that way. You were a child. You press your parents that way. But you just gotta be sensitive. And if you don't have a real relationship with God, He'll be speaking, but you won't hear. And you go according to education. And um, and like the Scripture says, man's educational system is worthless and foolishness to God. It just is. You're gonna have to hear from God and say. Lord, what is going on? Is this over here? You blame it on the child. The Lord blaming it on you. Mm -hmm. It's not possible to do anything successfully when it comes to human beings or the kingdom of God without constantly being corrected by God because you're dealing with invisible stuff. Invisible stuff. Okay, so good stuff, good stuff.